Hello and welcome to the Fun and Chat Hour. I'm producer Dave and we're co-hosted by Amanda Carlin. Hello producer Dave. Hello, how are you today? Very good, thank you. Had a lovely weekend, did you? I did, yes. It was. We managed to get some bits and pieces done, so um, did some filing. Oh, did you? <laughs> Well, there was lots of things that had been sort of mounting up and it was a case of, yeah, we've kind of been putting it off for a long time. So it was a case of, right, what can we do when you isolate? So, yeah, the, the filing got done. So that was the highlight. Well, it's out of the way now. That's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah, it'll do for another couple of years. So. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get your barbecue? You were talking about having a barbecue over the weekend? Yes, we got time in the garden. So that was very nice. It yes, was, it, it was lovely weather. It was fantastic. Yes, we got to sit sit outside in the sun. It was um, yeah, it was it was very nice. Got to to feed the fish as well. Oh, lovely! Because the the temperature wise, normally you can't feed the fish below a certain temperature. But because it's been so cold, it's never actually got warm enough to sort of um, look after the fish. Yeah. So now things are setting up. So I gave them a bit of a feed, and they're all happy. They're looking a bit bloaty as well. So I think they're. I wonder if they're looking a bit pregnant. That would be lovely, wouldn't it? Another another batch of uh, goldfish for for this year. Oh, fantastic! And we do have a well. We did have some frogs, but we've not seen them for a while. So who knows? I love a frog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Um, what well, right? We're going to start off with some uh, news. Um, are you ready? Are you all fit and ready to go? Yes, I am. Okay. Yes. So, uh, bit of news this, uh, or something that's that's been um, talked about this morning. Uh, it's, it's raised a, a head up this this weekend, and that's the the level of um, domestic abuse that's been reported and has risen by 25% uh, increase in traffic on their the websites and calls to um, abuse helplines and obviously it's it's a, a frightening time when we're in lockdown and, and people are being um, in invulnerable positions even more so than than normal um, so Without going into too much detail, there's there's a there's stuff on uh, BBC and Sky News at the moment. If you if you want um, to listen to that, if you can, if not, the uh, the website is nationaldomesticabusehelpline.org.uk, and the telephone number is 0808 2000 247. That's 0808 2000 247, and give them a ring if if you can. And also, everything will be treated in strictest confidence. Um, David, also, um, it's possible to contact Cambridgeshire Constabulary mm -hmm. um, online. Yes, they did so, say to to contact the police, or yes. um, even if your neighbours um, contact the police on your behalf. Um, it is a serious issue, and everybody is taking it very seriously at the moment. Yeah, most important thing is for people to stay safe in all areas of life yes because um, obviously now we're, we're in an issue where everyone's locked in for a long period of time it's going to cause a lot of um, aggravation and 
um, raise a lot of issues that wouldn't have normally there because people spend a lot of time apart. You know, most people yeah. spend more time at work than they do at home. Um, that's just a fact. You know, people. Um, so when everyone's spending all the time together, then yes, it can cause a lot of hardship with families. Uh, so, so yes, just just be mindful of everybody and and look out for each other. Yes. So the the next one I have is um, social distancing. Uh, it's something that became very apparent over the weekend that a lot of people are not following the guidelines that have been issued by uh, the government regarding social uh, social distancing. Um, there was a case there was in Peterborough. There were photographs of just one particular bus stop, and there were hundreds of people all congregated around this bus terminal um, and even if people wanted to social distance between them there there just wasn't the opportunity because there were just so many people there and obviously I think a lot of it was down to Sunday service so there are less buses so more people are cramming onto buses uh, which doesn't help mm -hmm. at all so please 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 follow the guidelines that have been issued by the government uh, and we'll come to the stats in a minute it's just it's just frightening at the moment and there's other cases yeah. where fitness classes where people are just ignoring and they're holding fitness classes together you know they're going to um they're going to gyms or they're going to you know, football enclosed football um courts um and doing group activities there together you know and this is this is stupid this is just you know at what point are people going to wake up and realize people are dying you know people get together and they die uh, as a result of of this this virus it's i mean i even saw people outside a group of three people stopped to have a chat with each other you know and they're saying no more than two people talking yeah, yeah and these people yes they were keeping distant but the fact is you know you're told you know, quite strictly don't go out unless you need to don't meet up in groups of more than two people and yeah. just don't try and interact with each other you know it's it's there are as i'll go into the, the details but there are five thousand people have died so far in just a few weeks and it's going to go up and we're probably looking at another six seven hundred people again today another six seven hundred tomorrow you know it's you know how many thousands of people have to die before people start getting the message Yes, very frightening, isn't it? And it shows that you know Boris is, is um, has the virus. You've got Prince Charles. It doesn't matter who you know, money, um, status, location has nothing to do with this. This does not pick and choose who it, it's going to affect. I um, mean, yes, it's affecting people with underlying conditions more, but there are now cases where people who are young people who have no conditions and they are falling ill. So it really yeah. has no effect whatsoever. It is going to target people. And even if you don't get ill, you're passing it on to people who are more vulnerable. Yeah. So follow the government okay. guidelines. Stay indoors. Um, yeah, and following on from that, the government have said if people just don't follow the guidelines, they will then clamp down. They will shut down uh, parks and recreation areas and they will control. There are we've talked about police uh, stopping cars 
And again, they were doing that over the weekend. They were stopping vehicles and finding out whether they were making uh, necessary necessary journeys. So, and at the moment, it's it's cursory, but it will change, and they will get yeah. much stricter. So, yeah, it's it's the onus is on on people to to follow the rules. So. I've got a question, David. Yes. When when you're out in your vehicle and yep. you're doing an essential journey. Yes. Um, so I'll just touch my face. Sorry. <laughs> um, if you need to go and pick a young person up from their Saturday job, for example. Yes. Um, are they allowed to sit in the front seat with you? They're part of the household. I'm very confused over that rule, if you like. If it's if it's a family member, then yeah. If it's someone that you share the house with, yeah. Then I don't see an issue with them being in the front seat. Um, if it's someone who is not in the household and you have to because of um, there are no other means, there's no other transport, then I guess uh, in the back seat. Yeah, which makes sense. Doesn't or it? or just make sure that there is distance. So if even if it is a member of the household, just sit in the opposite corner of the car, the vehicle. You know, if you're in the driver's yes. seat, then they sit in the opposite opposite side to try and maintain distance as possible. But that just sort of leads on um, talking about um, cars. Um, you know, th- th- there are things where they're saying that, you know, make sure that you are decontaminating cars on the inside. Yes. Because, you know, you may have had the 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 virus you've gone ill and you're no longer driving the car you then feel better you get back in the car and you're then touching the steering wheel or another member of the family has been out and about driving the vehicle as well so so make sure that you are wiping down the steering wheels and the dashboard um, the radio and and all uh, gear stick and things that the door handles as well before even get in you know you don't know who's been walking down the street and been touching the side of your car so just a bit of common sense just um you know just remember just to clean down surfaces that are likely to be um or have been infected by someone or something so yeah we'll we'll go we'll bring we'll come back to the topic of cars later on yes um and talking of cleaning things um mobile phones a lot of people aren't aware or haven't registered yet that the mobile phones are a big communicator um, or of transmitter of, tele- of coronavirus and not because of 5G but because they're a surface um, they're a really smooth glass surface which uh, is good for um, holding the germs Yes. And the government, or the sort of the, the medical advice, is make sure that if you're out and about, or you, you, um, you're constantly using your mobile phone, make sure that you are um, disinfecting it and make sure you're wiping it down. Follow the guidelines by the phone manufacturers because every phone is different. Some are waterproof, some are water resistant, some are not. So make sure that you're using the right kind of towels and things. So if you look on the web various websites i'm guessing there's 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 guidelines of which ones to use uh but make sure that if you are using the phones um which everybody does 
that the phones are being cleaned, especially if you've been out and about. It's really horrible seeing the finger marks on your screen anyway, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. Yeah, it's not. They're not nice. <laughs> Although it seems to go through different generations of mobile phones. Some are, are better than others. That's true. So I think when they swap between glass and plastic and stuff, they, they, they some of them leave more re residue. And you can you look at the, the screen and you go, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is something to be considering. Even like, you know, watches, smart watches and things, or just any kind of watch, you know, just... you. You, it's within proximity to your hand it's in proximity to you coughing and sneezing over so uh, so yeah that's something just to be aware of you know if you're wearing jewelry or if you're having um, I mean it's not even been mentioned I've not heard anybody actually talk about that but yeah if you're coughing and sneezing over your hands and you've got a watch you know or you've got a bracelet or something around your wrist you know that that's something that also needs to be um, cleaned and looked after uh, looked after and, and kept clean as well yeah yeah absolutely actually i've just i've only kept my wedding ring and a bangle on for that reason mm. I've, I've removed everything else I've, i haven't removed this bangle since i was 18 <laughs> <laughs> and it's never coming off it's not no <laughs> is it a bangle or is it an entry to um this is a Glastonbury. It's a, it's a, <laughs> a Glastonbury festival. Yeah. <laughs> I've never cut it off. <laughs> yeah. Well, my mum gave it to me. Is you Aww. know you get those those sentimental things you just can't remove, can you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I never never had any of those. Oh. <laughs> no, I think for me it's probably more film related. Oh, I've got that. Yes, I can. I can understand that. That's all the news from me. Any other other news updates? Um, no. Okay. Um, the rest of the stuff we'll just leave for later on. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go on to just the daily stats. Uh, these are the the figures that were issued by the um, the Department of Health and uh, yesterday. We're just waiting for today's uh, figures, which haven't come in yet. Uh, but we're looking at 47,806 uh, confirmed cases and 4,934 uh, confirmed deaths as of, I think it's 9 o'clock yesterday. Um, so we're just waiting, well, say, waiting for the, the latest uh, updates, which are probably going to carry on being large for quite some time. Uh, it's really horrible isn't it it is it's that's a thing it's the time that it takes to go from being infected to um, those who are uh, sadly dying is obviously taking a couple of weeks so even and that's something to just to be aware of you know you, you're talking about isolating and, and stopping moving you know stopping contact but then you have to let that process uh, of the this, this cycle of um, of how people react to the, the virus and yeah, yeah it's quite frightening how long it takes so that's something even though we're locking down now it's going to take that length of time to let the process go through 
so that everybody who has had it has gone through the whole process and, and they've gone through the the two weeks isolation completely before we get some kind of uh, more positive figures coming through yeah. so I think we're not going to get anything by Easter I think some people are some some people are very optimistic if they're thinking it's going to be all over by Easter no no it's it's going to be longer than we think isn't it yeah that's that's the truth of it I just hope there's not too much devastation in everybody's life yeah as a result of it I mean it wasn't something I was going to talk about but just something that is is something that is coming or could potentially become an issue is a lot of uh, underlying issues that come to light as a result of people being isolated and it's not just the the isolation itself but um, people are suffering from loss if family members are have died from coronavirus and a lot of people aren't being able to say goodbye to the loved ones mm. because they're restricting the number of people who are actually going to the funerals mm. so you have people so you have family members who are not able to say goodbye and that can resolve itself into a lot of issues that will recur later on so when this finishes and people go back to work there's going to be a lot of compassionate leave and yes. a lot of compassion that needs to be given to uh, people family members and co-workers when they go back to work because they're suddenly going to go back into an environment where just just that itself is also another issue so they're going back into work and having to deal with lots of people and people are going to be coming out of solitude and quiet and they're going back out and suddenly the world is going to be a noisy place they're going out into large places where there's lots of crowds and you can't, you're probably going to find people who suddenly become agoraphobic or just can't cope with just the sheer amount of noise and, and disruption and, and um, if people asking you know the the you know on a Monday morning when everyone comes to work and everyone talks to each other and goes oh how was your weekend how were you and oh are you are you okay you know if you've been away for a few days and and everyone sort of bombards each other with um, yeah what are you, um, talking and chatter and and I think that's going to be even more compounded when everybody goes back to work because it's a lot of these people will have not seen each other for for weeks and weeks and then suddenly everyone's talking and, and bombarding and and, um, and a lot of these issues are going to be yes we have lost lots of members of our family or we have lost friends who have lost members of their family and it's going to be a huge social it's going to have a huge social impact on people and their well-being and um, yes it will it will the good thing about it though is that we have the knowledge today 
to understand or we have the capacity to understand mental health issues yeah people aren't always sympathetic towards them but we do understand it yeah you know at the end of the great war for example people didn't understand it that's right there were terrible situations weren't there yeah there were a lot of ptsd and 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 other emotional uh, trauma that people just couldn't understand because they'd never experienced it before yeah yeah we we're ahead in that respect i i hope that people are able to slow down just for a minute and use this time to find some peace in their lives I hope that's what happens. Um, some people can't. Um, it just it just be good. Yeah, I just so. to slow down. Yeah, just just gradually come back into the world when everything yeah. when everything sort of gets opened up again, and don't just all rush out and and just clamour and go headlong back into to work into business and and meeting people because people will need time. Yeah. I've got no desire to personally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are people that I'm really missing. And yeah. that that hurts and you know hearing them on the phone or or seeing them I just think oh it'd be so nice just to give you a hug and you can't do it and I feel that when that moment comes when we can you know do that again yeah it's going to be very emotional yeah i can imagine yeah it yeah. will be so yeah i mean just any business owners um out there just take that into consideration you know you're going to have a lot of damaged staff yeah and that's if the if, if the staff actually want to work for you i mean that's, that's some of the, the companies the big ones that are have really treated the staff badly you know, and they're going to suffer because people are going to remember and they're not going to want to work for you. You know, it, it's. I think we're going to see quite a few big businesses go under because of the way that they've been treated by, by the management. But, yes. But that aside, when we go back, management have to put something in place for the well-being of the people and how they come back they just can't expect everyone to turn back up on the monday morning and start working at 100 percent because it ain't going to happen no no they're going to have to just go through a process of bringing people back up to speed slowly so yeah that's yeah that's um yeah a lot to uh take on board that it is food for thought yeah isn't it mm. but like you say we're all we're all in the same boat together so hopefully we can all get through this together at the same time absolutely david yes so someone else who's um been a bit poorly um is doris yes bless her what? but she is on the mend good that's good to hear um, and she was pleased to receive well wishes Yes, I saw quite a few people leave messages on on the Facebook asking how she was. Yes, yes, she was overwhelmed with it. Well, it's good <laughs> good to know that people are looking out for her as well. Yes. So have you got anything from Doris? Or do you got any sort of questions for her? We've got two questions today for Doris. Um, one is, 
how do I stay inside? Mm -hmm. And Doris says, well, she would like to go out, um, but she's not. And she's staying inside for the good of everybody around her. Yeah. So she asks if people would pay her the same courtesy, please, and stay inside. That's a good advice. Um, and also, uh, that was from Karina. And Trev has asked, how does he stay out of Facebook jail? <laughs> <laughs> so... Doris thinks that perhaps Trev spends too much time on social media mm -hmm. and that he should spend some time away from it, walking and what have you. Well, he did do that at the weekend. He went for very long walks and he took some lovely photos and he posted them on, on Facebook. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's fine because they were, they were really, really lovely. And she also says, Trev, here's a tip. Don't post anything you wouldn't send to Doris. Exactly. Mind you, Doris <laughs> yes. is quite broad-minded from what I've heard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. Don't put anything that you, your granny would be embarrassed about. Yes. <laughs> but yes, that, that is an interesting point about um, people are spending a lot of time on social, social media. I don't know if you had the issues yesterday, but Facebook and Twitter went down for yeah. about an hour or so. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can imagine there'll be social riots because Facebook is down and all social media is down and, and people can't talk to each other. And, and it's, it is that, you know, we're now so heavily reliant on social media because we've got yeah. nothing else. Uh, so, yeah, we kind of need to start looking for other things to do to break the habit of uh sitting there on the phone or on on whatever device yes absolutely well david the the problem we encountered as as a family we had set a time to um call and speak to family in bristol and um obviously we we couldn't achieve that so we missed that slot we're yeah. going to have to it's very difficult sometimes to coordinate, even though people are in lockdown and quarantined and at home. You know, if you've got a toddler, yeah, you've got to time it right, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, every, even even <laughs> even at home, you still have your own schedules and. Yeah, yeah. So so um, Good Friday is is the next time we'll be able to to make a call, but it was fine. You know, we accepted it went out into the garden and uh, there was some musical bingo being played on the estate opposite us and we could <laughs> you know dance away to the music it was really good that's good that's the thing isn't it not to get angry if you can help over situations it's beyond our control and i think this this is the problem that a lot of us are experiencing right now everything is beyond our control yeah, and I think everything is um, exacerbated, multiplied by so many times because you know when when you hear music outside, it sounds louder because there's nothing else to to deaden it. So, someone talking loud, you know, in a neighbor's garden, or you know, and that can lead to sort of anxiety as well because normally you wouldn't, it wouldn't be an issue because 
like I say, there are street noises and, and other things going on. So the general level of noise has dropped. So individual things become more pronounced. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's that's another thing. Just sort of keep be aware of your your level of volumes to uh, other people. <laughs> we can no. but try. We can but try. But we know it's it's not going to. But. And then just tolerance. You're talking to the wrong person on that. One. I know, I know. It's it's a difficult one. It's 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 a it's yes. it's a fine balance between what people do um, to enjoy themselves, but not yes. upsetting other people. And it's just a, a fine line. Um, but I mean, have virtual parties, you know, sort of stick in your gardens and just talk to the neighbours, you know, keep your distance and but talk to people over the fence and and say hello. Ask it's them how lovely they are. to do that. Yeah, it is lovely to do that. So anything else for Doris? Um, no, she's. that's the advice that she's given today and she's going to take it easy and hopefully she'll be able to put a bin out safely on Tuesday evening. That's good. And what colour is yes. it this week? Uh, I don't know. She hasn't told me yet. <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll, we, will, we will wait for Doris to, to give us an update yes. on the bin colours. I think it might be green, but I'm not sure. Uh, it might be blue. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying. <laughs> well, it depends if we're all got the same colour bins. Yes. I think I do think we do. It's just different days, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think it might be the recycling bins this week. That would make sense, yes, because my recycling bin is almost full, yes. Yeah, so if you are in Wimbledon, make sure you keep a, keep a track and listen out to Doris and find out what, uh, what bin she's telling people to put out. Yes. Oh, actually, Ooh. David, yes. I have just had something in from Doris. Oh. Now, this is interesting. Hot press. Doris, hot, hot off the press from Doris. Hot off the press, yes. Doris is saying... Um, children and young people could you please uh make easter cards for your older neighbors and vulnerable neighbors that aren't known to you and pop them through the letterboxes because they would like that that would be a nice thing to do that would be a brilliant idea yes and it Thank gives you, the Doris. kids it gives the kids something else to to draw as well yes it does doesn't it Although even adults, you know, don't don't be afraid. There there are lots of um, colouring and artwork that adults can do as well. So it's not all for the kids. No, they're very popular actually. Colouring books, aren't they? They are, yeah. The mandala ones. And, very nice. And talking of that artwork, if you want to uh, find out about if um, art and starting art, st if you want to start doing drawing or or painting then go back to the second episode where we had an interview with one of our local artists, Richard Savage, who runs Savage Studios in Chatteris. So he was offering some advice and tips of how to start and what to buy and, and equipment. So if you haven't heard that episode, go back and have a listen. Yes, very good advice. It is. Because uh, it's always good to plug previous shows. We haven't got an interview today, but we have... An interview we're looking at recording tomorrow we've got half of it so far uh, so hopefully we'll have either an interview on Wednesday or Friday depending on when I've got round to to finish editing it depends on how much work it takes 
Well, you do work hard at doing this, David. Thank you. It is. Well, just so that people know, I mean, this is almost a full-time job. Yeah. Just even though it's three hours of of uh, video and audio a week, uh, just if people are interested, uh, we start recording uh, at midday, so 12 o'clock. So we do the show. It takes about an hour, just over an hour to record. Uh, then take all the, the files, edit them together, and that can take a little while to to make sure that it's all done. We get rid of all the the the, the swearing and and uh, non legal stuff or anything that could get us into trouble or anything like that. That's um, the whole show. Exactly. <laughs> so we we basically just cut out all the bad bits and we just leave leave a leave a show with all the good bits. But seriously, that that can take a that can take a while. That can take a couple of hours, and then uploading it seems to be taking longer at the moment uh, to upload files and I don't know if that's just an issue with traffic on Facebook and YouTube so and that will basically take to about 10 o'clock at night once everything's all done and but then you have all the the prep like this morning uh, I was going through all the the TV channels uh, the news channels and looking online and that can take a couple hours as well. So we're looking at 12 hours from start to finish on, say, today, for today's show. And then to do the interviews, then that takes a couple hours as well. So, you know, it's, it is literally a full-time job. It is a full-time job. Time-consuming. It but is. But ever so interesting. Right, now to our section, which we've now changed to... Uh, Life, life with lockdown. I thought it was a more appropriate title than what we were calling it before, because I think that was a bit sending the wrong kind of message. <laughs> so this is just sort of our more sort of off the off the wall, more sort of general look at the offbeat things that are happening in the world. Um, but the main thing yesterday was uh, the Queen's speech. Did you listen to it? I did. I found it very emotional. She was very strong and as the comments would make this morning that it was definitely a sort of it wasn't a uh, call to action we must fight them uh, like some of the the ones that she has given before not that she's given many but you know it it was very much a let's all just come together and it's all calm and controlled and and just you know um, and we had those sort of references back to Vera Lynn we'll meet again reference at the end and She's an incredible woman. I mean, if you look at her age, she's dignified in every way, every sense. Um, She is strong. She's just amazing. She's absolutely amazing. The things that she's gone through. Yeah. um, Yeah, We, we are so blessed in this country to have a monarch like the Queen. We really are. Yeah, I mean, she's so passionate about the NHS and supporting the NHS because she herself was an ambulance driver during the the Second World War. So she has first-hand experience of what it's like to be a nurse and also to have served served as well. Yes, yes. And people forget that as well. 
I, I don't, but it might be because my grandmother was a Queen Alexandra nurse. Ah. So I've, um, and, and I, like you, David, I've got a military background as well. Yeah. I, I wasn't in the military myself, but my family yeah. were. And um, I just find her amazing. I, I really do. Um, I think people forget how old she is because she is so hardworking and, and she does so much. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you watch her, you don't see a 94-year-old lady at all, do you? I mean... No, she she's still um, giving sort of like in late 70s. Yes. Yes. I'll tell you one thing I did notice though, David. Well, two things actually. Mm-hmm. The first was... Yeah. I love the Queen. Yeah. But she had beautifully quaffed hair, didn't she? Did she? <laughs> I have to say. So are you saying that she had a hairstylist come in and do her hair? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> you saying that she didn't do it herself? <laughs> I do hope there was some physical distancing going on there. But yes, <laughs> that 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 was for sure. And and also, oh, I I adored her brooch. Yes, it was very very colour orientated, wasn't it? Matched it was, the dress. wasn't it? Yes. It was a nice green brooch. Yes, I'd noticed that. <laughs> very beautiful. Well, you see, it's your artistic sense coming out there, isn't it? Yeah. It yeah. complimented. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> well, I noticed it because it was turquoise, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my birthstone. Ah, okay. Mm. And I thought, my goodness, that's a nice piece of turquoise. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a bit more expensive than I think you would, the sort of size you'd be after, eh? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't find that on eBay. Oh, no. You might find an interesting replica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, these things tend to sort of lead into sales of whatever the the royal family have sort of not endorsed but just sort of have worn and then people like to go out and buy they do don't they diana's engagement ring yeah the mm. dresses um rings hats archie's hats oh yes that sold true. out within seconds i think yes they couldn't produce yeah. enough of them so it's funny but what people enjoy buying that have been uh shown in some way with the royal family yeah it is and and they are style icons mm. aren't they really they are yes mm. we wouldn't we wouldn't think it but yes they are <laughs> <laughs> well the younger ones they yeah it's, certainly they, they mm. do know how how to, to to do it yes right the next issue which is a bit of a turnaround is we're going to look at false news or just mm. briefly look at false news something that came up over the weekend is a lot of coverage of people talking about 5g telephone networks and saying that that's causing coronavirus and this is just bizarre it's where this came from someone has gone oh look 5g's come just been launched and oh look we've just got coronavirus there for it it must be connected i mean seriously guys come on there's 
for a fact that 5G is only in half a dozen countries at the moment and coronavirus yeah. is in 206 territories around the world yeah there's a complete mismatch here between you know you've got islands in the pacific who have coronavirus they've never they're, they're lucky if they've probably got 4G you know even yeah. if they've got a telephone or a mobile system at all so can you explain why these people have suddenly got coronavirus when there's no mobile phone systems anywhere nearby so that kind of blows that argument out so i think i think if you look at the reasons behind these statements but i don't really want to look at it too deeply to be no, honest, there's, because there's... it seems really unpleasant to me and it's yeah it's just one people are are people enjoying making up these stories mm. just to get a reaction and then you've got people who should know better who are jumping on it and and spreading it as well so yeah so just double check your facts and yeah. don't just automatically share and um copy and paste stuff just because you think it's either funny or um that you you may think is true unless you actually have a scientific background then you are not an expert and you cannot definitely say whether something is or isn't uh, caused by something else you know you leave that to the experts the scientists the the medics the people who have a specialist in that kind of field don't try you know celebrity who's been on tv a few times who's got his got their own social network has no more knowledge about what's going on unless they've actually done engineering or science well, or that's the thing isn't it david i mean there's lots of conspiracy theories out there and um you know i i would be fibbing if um I didn't say I've had all sorts of things go through my head, but that's where it stays because, yeah. you know, microbiologists by now would have found out if the virus had been manipulated in any way. It's been out there long enough for them to find out. Well, that's it, the, the RNA, like, is it the RNA, the actual breakdown, the, the yes. genetics have actually been broken down and distributed to all the research labs around the world. So every yes. country is analysing the makeup of these viruses so that they can make cures. Surely they would notice if there was something in there that would say that it has been manufactured or altered or... Uh, it would take somebody incredibly clever to hide it yeah. that well with that many people looking at it. And we're looking at the world's best scientists, aren't we, yeah. that have got this work to do so but um, when this is this is causing people to cause criminal damage and destroying and burning and, and damaging things it's just this is stupid now yes there's no need for it it's it's thoroughly unpleasant isn't it yeah and it's just causing more scare and panic for people that going back to the anxiety and issues that people have already you know this is not helping this is not going to help people mm -hmm. get through this so. no it's not no it's not but you know 
if you see something and it's it's come from what you think is a credible source you you can see how people have started to believe the rhetoric and it's it's not very nice at all is it it's you have got to go to credible sources and stop looking at these sites and just go to the news go to bbc you know yeah it's it's all doom and gloom but it's going to be more truthful or as truthful as the presenters know it at that moment in time yeah and the information, the information does change but yeah yeah and it does change and there there are lots of stories out there and it's a case of you've you've got to use common sense here you know so yeah just don't spread fake news because no, it doesn't help anyone it. just don't spread no, it no. and don't buy um chemicals as well and um there are lots of emails coming out saying follow this link to this company and we will give you a vaccine for that will cure um coronavirus and i've seen it i've seen lots of them that are offering certain chemicals that will either help um the fight against covid-19 really yeah Blimey. and I've when you actually and, and when you actually go and look at it you actually find out that it's saying it may help towards fighting off viruses but no clinical trials have been done these are all That's really all, dangerous these are all things that have been done in laboratories and only in test tubes and um in animals that they've done these tests and they have had some success but then you've got these emails and i've seen it i've seen the email mm. and it's saying use this stuff because it will help fight vir viruses you know and so you've got to be so careful about you know there are people out there trying to rip you off every every opportunity that's terrible yeah on to better news because <laughs> 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 it was a bit dark it was a case of just we we're just trying to highlight things and suddenly it went a bit bit doom and gloom so we'll, we'll try and you, you mentioned about the the music quiz so we'll we'll skip over over that one but you've got yeah. some stuff about plant sales and and other fires yes yes chapel cottage plants in hook in wimblington they yep. are wholesalers of um beautiful plants and unfortunately they have got a glut of plants right now because the garden centers aren't able to sell the way they usually do in them in the more traditional ways and that's something um, that we talked about last last episode as well it, it is Yes, yes, it is. Well, what Chapel Cottage Plants decided to do was really lovely. They um, had, and this was in Wimblington, they had a household who lent their driveway um, and had loads of plants put out and people were buying them over the weekend and donating, making donations and the donations are going towards the NHS. So that's a wonderful thing to do. They've raised loads of money. You wouldn't have brilliant. thought it. Yeah, that is brilliant. So that's very good news. Um, we have, <laughs> sadly, there is some bad news or oh, sad news. Yeah. Uh, and that's um, the fires over the weekend. Yeah, there was a couple East of them. Cambridgeshire. Yeah. Yes. 
So little Paul one day and me Paul the following day. So the fire brigade have been very busy. Um, I mean, again, this is a situation because they're so close to each other, all sorts of theories could come out of that, couldn't they? Yeah. So we have to wait and find out what the police say, what the fire brigade say. Um, but hopefully, and the most important thing is that nobody was hurt. It is, yeah. And it's, you know, that's one thing we do try and do is, is wherever possible, we do try and fact check anything that we do say on on the on the show uh, you know so we're not going to rush out and start making speculations it may be a case of that there were two cases where accidents did happen but like say mm -hmm. we have to wait for the the fire incident report on on each of those before we can start making statements as to what actually caused them whether there was a common common thread or whether there are two just random incidences that happened yes now is the time not to be taking two and two and coming up with 50. Exactly, yes. So we yeah. want to make sure we have a, a professional approach to this and, and do it properly. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I have some good news though. Oh, good. What, good, what, what good have you got? News. Well, the good news is it's coming up to um, Good Friday. It is, so yes. I love hot cross buns. I don't know about you, David. Do I like do. Them? I love hot cross buns. I adore them. But we've got a shortage of yeast in the shops at the moment. So um, I've been looking at recipes. Did you say yeet or yeast? I did say yeast. <laughs> <laughs> did it sound like yeet? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm just getting the word yeet in for all the young people. Oh, right. Because that's down with the kids, apparently. Is it? Yes. Oh my goodness, I don't know youth speak. I'm really behind the times. No, this isn't good. Yes, so yeast, not yeet. Um, that's, when you throw the, that's when you throw the hot cross buns. <laughs> no, they're too good to throw. Exactly. Um, yes, Finland seasonal recipes. They're on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and they've got a sourdough recipe for hot cross buns and they're really great. Ooh, good. Um, once they come out of the oven, they only t they take less, about 35 minutes to prepare and to cook. Not very long at all. Well, that sounds good. At least it gives people an alternative now that there is a, if there is a shortage of yeast, if they're planning to make their own. Uh, yes. But I'm sure that there are hot cross buns readily available in most supermarkets. That's true. There are loads of them. And uh, there's gluten-free ones as well for people that don't like gluten. Sainsbury's yep. do a good gluten-free one. Um, but the thing is, people are starting to bake their own quite a bit now. And I think that's had an impact on, on sale of, of yeast because people are... are increasingly making their own products their yes, own breads absolutely. and stuff and eggs and eggs as well yeah yes so good for some businesses <laughs> yes. so if you're in the egg and yeast business then you're laughing absolutely <laughs> yeah i got some lovely eggs from skylark actually at the weekend oh they're gorgeous yeah they are good they do a good mm. fry up they do a good uh, full english breakfast there they do, don't they? <laughs> not that we've been endorsed or anything like that. We're not. We, we're not. 
that, that's the thing. If if anybody wanted to sponsor the podcast, we wouldn't have any qualms whatsoever because we don't get paid for any of this. We just that, that's something we should actually highlight that this is all done completely voluntary. We don't get paid anything for this. So, um, like we were saying, that this is a full time job almost. Yeah. You know, this is this is all stuff that we do in our own time. Uh, you know, we all contribute our our time for this. So, if you have a business or if you if you want to promote your business and or if you are an individual and you want to support and sponsor this podcast we're not going to say no <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you're more than welcome uh, yeah you've got some fdc stuff i have well actually cambridgeshire county council oh cambridge rather county than council. fdc yeah. Yes, so the County Council are putting lots of learning resources together for parents homeschooling and they can find those details at www.camslearningtogether.co.uk okay. and the County Council is also starting daily challenges for the Easter period featuring <laughs> Buddy the Bunny. Yay. I think that's really great. Yay! Yeah, he should so have his own show. He should, shouldn't he? Um, so there's something every day, a challenge every day for children, and that's on Cambridgeshire County Council's website and social media pages. This is this is uh, something actually that Doris came up with. Yeah. Um, she, Doris is saying, why not have an Easter bonnet making competition? with your household, see who can make the best <laughs> Easter bonnet. And, and who looks the best. Yes, who looks the best. <laughs> and if you do a really good bonnet, give it to me, please, <laughs> to Yay. hide my hair. <laughs> um, I can see a lot of people wearing headscarves soon. I Yes, I can, I can. It's actually, David, it's really good being able to wear the headphones because, you know, you can kind of maneuver your hair around <laughs> anyway uh in addition um when you're going out on your family strolls together yeah if you don't have a garden this is um see how many plants trees and birds you can identify if you've got a garden then do that in the garden the ones that you don't know why not look up what they are take a photo if you can look up what they are because you're learning all the time then and if you want do drawings from the photos that you've got there there is something that used to be really big in the the 80s or certainly when i was a kid and growing up there was a, a series of books called i spy yes there were tiny little books um a five a a six sort of size and you would have it would be it would be on a topic, different topics. So you'd have a book of trees, I spy a book of trees, and I spy a book of cars, I spy a book of towns, and in it you would have a picture, and you would get points if you got um, if you saw whatever the item was. So you would tick it, and you would get points. So you'd go through, and you'd tick all these things like pub signs. Uh, yeah. different types of cars different types of you know so you have trees and flowers and things now i believe they're still about i think they might have been published by penguin were they i or can't I... I can't honestly remember who published mm. them but i've got a funny feeling i i looked for something recently and i saw these 
uh, they're still out there. Amazing. So if you want something to do, either get hold of an old one because a tree is still a tree. Yeah. You know, you might be able to find them on eBay. Um, and Or they might be online now. They might do it as an app, but I'm sure we, we, we might be able to find um, a link if there is something. But if you want to do these activities with, with your, your kids and stuff, uh, then, yeah, this is definitely one it's at least it's a pre-packed form of entertainment yes and then you can go around the town and tick off all these things that you've seen sounds like a lot of fun actually oh it was it was uh, it was a good way of um keeping entertained on long car journeys yeah i do seem to remember i do seem to remember doing those on car journeys too i remember yeah. mum saying i spy i think it's just that that's a memory <laughs> that's nice I might actually still have a copy kicking around. I'll 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 share one out for the the next episode if people want to if they're interested. Hmm. Are we there yet, David? Oh yes. <laughs> no, keep down in the back. Yeah. Yeah. So there's lots of activities and things online you can do with kids. Um, what we've got next? Um, oh yes. Now the next one is a bit of a bizarre story. Uh, it's something that's. Uh, coming out on the news this morning uh, the Bronx Zoo in America I think it's New York is it yes. Bronx in New York yes. um, they've had six cases confirmed of tigers having caught the coronavirus now we, we, we talked about fake news and not spreading fake news and stuff but this is actually coming from the BBC this is uh, an actual case where um, the virus has actually crossed from the handlers to the tigers. And and as a result, my, my cat has now gone into social isolation and uh, is now wearing a face mask. But yes, that, that is interesting. We'll, we'll follow that and see where, where that leads, if we get any more information on that. Um, you know what cats are like? They'll have, have all the humans out of the house soon. Exactly, yes. We'll, we'll be bored. <laughs> Yeah, but poor tigers. Yeah, that's not good news that's for them. That's horrible. I think it will be a case of people will be watching to see how they react to it as well. Yeah, I'd be interested to know. I do hope they get better. They're lovely animals. They are. Yeah, we've got some good ones at uh, Hamilton Zoo. They've got some amazing tigers there. Won't it be wonderful to be able to go back to the zoos again? Mm. That will be good. Now, something that we mentioned early in the show, we were talking about... Uh, cleaning your cars and keeping things hygienic something that happened over the weekend was i saw people cleaning cars washing cars down on the street and this sort of got me sort of interested in in what the actual policy was now i did some did some digging on the internet and i can't find anything that says you can or you can't wash cars now we talked about cleaning cars, and that's that's come from uh, places like um, Auto Trader and various other car-based uh, uh, car, um, websites that talk about keeping the inside cleanliness of the vehicles because that is important because people use that, but the outside of the car is not essential. And it's a difficult one, and it's it's a bit of a grey area now. I suppose if you if you could clean your car in your garden 
then you are removing it from connection with or crossing paths with other people but when you've got it on the street and you're on the path and other people are coming past and walking past is that a conflict of um, isolation orders so we've got a poll out on twitter on dmj imagery on twitter account or uh, hashtag fen chat hour that's fen chat hour not fenland but fen chat hour for the hashtag and you can find it there the polls up for another three days so if you want to have a have a vote uh, stick your your, your um, yes or no vote on there we've got quite a few votes on there already and it seems to be quite level pegging at the moment so it's but yeah if you have any thoughts on on what you think should be the the policy for washing cars let us know and then we have the competition from last week now last week not the last the last episode for fr- yeah from last week from friday uh we had the name the tv character or film character uh that was on display somewhere on the screen now last week the character was this little guy here and it's a clanger so we had one correct answer so congratulations and it was someone in Wimbledon as well so obviously uh, big cult fans yes Wimbledon love the Fenland chat hour yeah <laughs> so that's good we had one one so we've got this week we've got another one another character from a, either a t- TV or film show so if you see it and you can identify it let us know um, on Twitter or on Facebook hopefully some good news is that we've got well we've, we've put we've submitted this podcast to iTunes did you know that well um no not until earlier on <laughs> <laughs> well I thought we'd give it a try yes I think that's very good so I thought the the idea of actually putting this out um globally so spread spread the fen and word to the the world um so we've we've put it out we've, we've put it through submission onto uh, iTunes and we'll see if that gets accepted. I don't know how long that process takes. I don't know if anybody out there has tried or done this before. Uh, let us know how long it takes. Um, but we'll let you know whether it does by the next one. Or you'll see it if you type in Fen and Chat Hour into the search engine. Well, that is very exciting. It is. We're taking we're taking the show globally. That's 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 the thing. Yeah. Just as my hair's looking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and and hopefully we'll have a video camera in your half of yeah, the show. I have, I've got, yes, I've got my camera, but uh, I'm, I'm still working out how to use it. But I'm learning so much doing this, David. It's amazing. It is it's, quite a, a baptism of fire, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Right, well, I think we're coming to the end of our show. We've, we've talked long enough we've had certainly plenty to talk about today we have we have um we should mention our prime minister in hospital yes. overnight yes um, and wish him well and anybody else that's suffering from coronavirus at the moment where they don't seem to be recovering send thoughts and prayers to them all I think that's all for us today. Um, Stay safe, stay strong, stay inside. uh, Look after yourself. 
thank you Amanda for joining us today as usual thank you David for having me and we'll we'll talk again on Wednesday Wednesday is the next show and that's it from the Fenanchata thank you for listening and goodbye bye bye